and welcome to Racing Only Better. It's day two of the Cheltenham Festival for us. Let's do this, guys. Hopefully by this point, we'll have had a load of winners on day one. Um, let's come straight to you, Tony Calvin. Over to you. How how are you? All good? Weather watch? What's happening? No idea. I'm the only one of you lot three is not in Cheltenham, so over to you. Yeah, actually, that is true. It's it's fairly dry. It's not. I'm not there yet either. But Dan, Dan's in a cave somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> My hostages Dan, are just about to release me, just for the afternoon. Your captors, Dan, even. The captors, Dan, you, yeah. You promised on, that you'd be down here for, for Constitution Hill, and you're not here yet. Myself and Betfair Barry are here, present and correct, already. It's only two and a bit hours in the car. I'll be fine. I'll still make it. If I miss really? it, it'll be a real sickness. Cheltenham traffic. Oh, traffic. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave the car in Gloucestershire. When, when all dies, if, he, if, he, if he, there isn't Betfair Barry on his tombstone, I want to know why not. <laughs> there will be. And uh, as for you, Kevin Blake, you look like you've got lucky with the hotel. Nice and swanky. Yeah, grand job. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Chooksbury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready to go jump in, jump in the car as soon as we finish this. So let's go. Come on. Okay, okay. <laughs> let's kick off. We will come to you first then for the Ballymore Novices Hurdle. First race on day two. As I said, our pockets will be bulging with cash by now. Racing Only Better will have provided plenty of winners. Impera Pass, 13 to 8, top of the market. Hermes Allen, 3 to 1. Gaelic Warrior with Patrick Mullins on 5 to 1. Goodland, two, two bigger price at sixes. Champ Kylie, 15 to 2. Uh, there's loads of runners in behind at bigger prices we will start with you kevin blake take it away please you're delighted paddy's on gaelic warrior uh it's so easy this race Vanessa. it's so easy all the Cheltenham preview shrewds have got carried away but in paria passe they've completely thrown away their form books and they're gonna let the horse with the clearly the best form of the race go off third fav trained by william mullins ridden by patrick gaelic warrior um thought he was brilliant in a, in a super competitive handicap hurdle at the Dublin Racing Festival made an absolute mockery a joke and a farce of a mark of 143 um, despite trying to run into the stands um, at the last um, that is a thing he does jump right but they contain him fairly well and when horses were outside him I suspect that'll be Patrick's um, you know he thinks about these things I'm sure he'll do his best to uh, give Gaelic Warrior the best chance to stay straight for as long as possible uh, it won't matter at the last Vanessa he'll be about eight clear he can go as right as he wants and he wins. He's an absolute stonker of a better five to one. Wow, strong start from Kevin Blake. TC, do you concur? I think Kevin's gonna Kevin's gonna cream himself when he looks at the exchange because he's but he's gonna about he's 13 to 2 and drifting, and I can see him drifting further because the jockey angle I think is significant here. But obviously it's not ideal, but you are getting compensated for in the price. So for all the reasons Kev said, and I know he's, I know he's um, short on time. I totally agree with Blake. Gaelic okay. Up and down Dan, the lines. Dan, are you going to make it three from three? I feel I should after that, but no, I've, I've, I've warmed to this race, and I think, I think the trip isn't being mentioned enough under conditions. Which I saw a photo that Lee Motters had put up yesterday, and he described, I think, as soggy or squelchy. I mean, it did look like it'd taken a fair bit. I am concerned about an extra five furlongs for Gaelic Warrior on softer ground. And I'm definitely concerned about it for Imperi Pass. He just looks rapid to me. And then he looks a fast horse with a, a very strong turn of foot. I actually think if Constitution Hill's going chasing next season, potentially, that he might be worth backing for a champion hurdle at some point in Perry Pass. I think he's quick as anything. But I think Hermes Allen's proven trip and ground form in what was a strong edition of the Chalo can mean that he can belie the the negative stats coming out of that race. 
But as much as anything at the prices, and I'd probably dutch the pair, I am really warming to good land. Now, I've not just been conditioned by Barry Connell's ebullience. <laughs> He's ebullience yeah. and propaganda. He does have two, <laughs> two real ones, as Kev, Kev might say, to coin one of his phrases. But he was really good at the DRF, and he was good the time before as well. The two horses that have tried to go with him in the meet of the race, the last twice, have both ended up really tired and... I think he's got a big engine and he travels, but he's got stamina to go with it. So that's my move. I'm dutching Hermes Allen and Goodland race one. Perfect. All right. On to race two, we go the 210. It is the Brown Advisory Novices Chase over the three miles. What a contest this is. I'm so revved for this. Jerry Kalom, unbeaten, top of the market, six to four, takes on Jewel Cheltenham Festival winning Sir Gerhard, fragile but talented at nine to two. The real whacker jumps for fun, five to one. Gallia Lito gets the mayor's allowance, 13 to two. And Time Hill, top class, grade one, staying hurdler at eight to one. Those are just the top few in the market. It's 16s after that. But my goodness, Kev, where to start with this race? Jerry Colon, many people's banker of the meeting, but when you pitch the race like that, it's not quite so simple, is it? No, I think it's a very good race, Vanessa. Um, I really like Jerry Colomb, but and look, the, the rain has come from, so couldn't have any more respect for him. But look, I, I've been with the, with the real whacker for a while, and um, while you know, he's fine on soft ground, but uh, I would have preferred a slightly better surface um, just to put a bit more emphasis on pace. But um, I'm going to stick with him. Um, he, he's a wonderful jumper of a fence. Um, he's coming in to be a bit underrated. Um, based on what he did last time um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do um, Sir Gerhard, I think they've gone for the wrong race I'm prepared to get egg in my face there but got after he won the, the Ballymore last year I remember because we've been having a good debate with uh, with Jamie Codd and they've been looked at the race about where he should go uh, me, me and Cod thought he should go supreme. He wins the Ballymore. I know. I'm, I text him immediately after the race saying he would never run over two mile five again I thought he got away with it barely and now he's going wow. up to, you know, an, ex- an extended three miles over fences. So prepared to get an egg in my face there, but I can't have him at the trip. And um, Thunder Rock, if you wanted one each way, if he gets in any sort of a jumping rhythm, the ability's there, but he's just, he's got a funny technique. He nods a lot, um, but he's a big price if you wanted to approach it that way. But the real backer is the selection. Okay, Thunder Rock is 16 to 1 currently for the Ollie Murphy team. The real whacker at fives. Uh, Dan, we will head to you next. Anything at a bigger price away from those top few in the market that we've just discussed? Uh, just Thunder Rock. I mentioned him a couple oh. of times. I think he's, yeah, it's a bit of a baptism of fire. You're going up in trip at a time when the ground might be on the soft side, but. I do think he looks a hot, like a horse, and bear in mind he's never tried. He's never tried it, so he's completely unexposed as a stayer, and he's going to get a creepy, creepy ride. Which they're the sort of tactics I want to see employed if I'm backing something each way at 16s plus. I think he's 22 on the exchange, but I do think. I mean, we we spend all this time, everybody desperate to get these festival favourites beaten. I do struggle to find a hole in Jerry Colomb. He's got loads of soft ground form. He's clearly going to benefit from the trip and. Maybe it says more about the British challenge in the novice chase divisions, but he beat basically the best two and a half mile novices we've got, despite the trip being too sharp for him, when he saw off Thunder Rock over two and a half and he saw off Balco Coastal in the Silly Isles. So I do think he's an extremely hard favourite to knock. And if I was a bloke in the book, he's just starting out, you'd be staggered. Wow, this horse has won eight in a row. How can he not be odds on? I'm obviously Look not. Look at all them ones. Look at all those say, ones. You're not a bloke in the bookies. So, you know, it's ifs and buts, isn't it, at this point, yeah. Dan? Uh, Wait to see how the next few months go. I might end up back there. 
Yeah, quite. Um, TC, over to you. Can you pick holes in Jerry Kalam anywhere? <laughs> um, yeah, it's just all about the price, isn't it? Um, he is a 2.9 on Betfair and that's on the exchange, and that's probably more representative, but everyone's talking about him like he's got loads in hand on form. He just hasn't. Um, he obviously, he's got a very likeable profile with all those ones, but no, I, I think you can take him on. Mind you, I, I read this morning that one, someone made an argument for St. Bois that he actually finished in front in, in the race last time where he unseated uh, as some kind of positive. And I thought, <laughs> I know you're reaching. Well, you know, that, uh, uh, that was Tom Segal. I read wow. it. Jesus. And I thought, really? if you're one of those tip star people and you put that in as one of your arguments, you just go, yeah, go away, son. Get in the bin. It could well be, it could, I could, it could well be badly subbed or whatever. But anyway, um, just had a going update. Cheltenham just updated uh, just after seven. Soft ground. Seven mil in the last uh, 24 hours. Another mil this morning. So all you people at Cheltenham told me it's it, it's uh, it's been dry. I've been lying. But yeah, yeah. it's going to be bad. And anybody who saw some pictures of the ground there uh, yesterday, um, there's some grass missing. It looks like uh, it looks like my hair when I was about 20. It's yeah, very, they've had they've had very, problems very with that. How's your relationship with going sticks at the moment, DC? Seven yesterday. TC, we need your tip, please. So, right, uh, okay, uh, I back Thunder Rock and I've got matched uh, 40 overnight on the exchange on adamantly chosen. I just can't believe that price. Uh, it's obviously it's about 18s, 20s, uh, fixed odds wise, but supplemented for the race, very, very similar to Thunder Rock. I think the step up in Chip will really suit. Got form behind Jerry Colomb and Mighty Potter uh, in grade ones on his last two starts. Uh, I think he's a huge price. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, I've had back two of the race, Thunder Rock win only and adamantly chosen. And if I can keep on chipping away at 30 plus on the exchange adamantly chosen, I'll be a very happy bunny. And adamantly chosen is 20 to 1 on the sports book for anyone playing it that way. On we go to the Coral Cup, the 250. TC, we will stick with you. Run for Oscar up at the top of the market for Charles Burns. 13 to 2. We've had some iffy updates on Blazing Carl, but he's got a good shout here with Run for Oscar. Uh, HMS Seahorse, Paul Nolan, 15 to 2. An epic song for Martin Brazel, 8 to 1. Compron for Nair for the Philip Hobbs team, 8 to 1. Beacon Edge for Nolmead, 9s. Captain Combi, 10s. Langer Dan, 10s. Let us down so many times. Good risk at all, 12s. Um, TC, where did your stick land in the Coral Cup? Uh, started writing it yesterday. Uh, was going to tip Epic Song, and then his price went from twelve to tens to eight, so he's gone. But the, he's the obvious angle there. I don't think he was that busy over two miles behind Gaelic Warrior, owned by the sponsors of Ballymore. It just looks like a plot. He's got <laughs> he's got heavy ground form over two mile three, but the price is long gone. Worried about the ground for Bold Endeavour. I thought he was a very big price at four. He's back over hurdles, but I think we might be staring the obvious in the face. Uh, Benson sixteens with the um, with the sport. Oh. We're playing seven places, 21 plus on the exchange. I mean, that form in the ball battle is, is, is as rock solid as you get. Colonel Mustard, the right horse was in third, load of sud, got the five pound penalty. I think that's very, very good. Uh, this horse was a real dodge when we were Dr. Richard Newland, but Sandy Thompson's has worked miracles with this horse. It's got good ground, it's got heavy ground form, ground can do what he wants, it's got form over the trip. Um, I just think we're staring the obvious in the face. He is the informed horse, uh, will be suited by any conditions that are thrown at him. Yeah, I think he's a I think he's a massive player with the extra places at 16s. And if you want to play 
about four points bigger on the exchange. Crack away. Yeah, Benson. Benson heading for the 100k bonus if he was to win at the Cheltenham Festival. He's currently Benson. 16 to 1 on Benson. the sports book. That's not the. That's oh, never not mind. Kevin, Fenton. Kevin, Fenton. <laughs> Kevin, you can take over here. Coral Cup. <laughs> Yeah, not a strong view, but look, Langer Dan's a reasonable price, isn't he? Um, he was oh, like, he, he was a big hurt us so many times. He's hurt yeah, he us has, too many times. he has. There was, there was an element of justice about it. We did describe it as like one of the most scandalous bits of generous handicapping of all time going into last year's Cheltenham Festival. And, um, and the gods intervened and got him brought down at the second. <laughs> but look, they've, they've paid their penance. Uh, and the handicapper has been kind again to him. I think the handicapper, no, I won't say it, that'll be a bit scandalous. <laughs> uh, they've, they've been very generous to him again this year. And um, he's clearly been trained for one race again. Um, look, we're getting further in the past, but like he he was very unlucky to pump into Callop and the Champ and the Martin Pipe two years ago, um, hammered the rest. And look, one at Haintree, um, last back end. And look, he's handicapped to win. I think the ground will be fine for him. Course and distance suits him. They've switched from the Martin Pipe to the Coral Cup. And uh, look, the price is reasonable. He, he was far for the American Pipe last year. He's a double figure price just about for this. And um, I, I can see the case, but um, it's not a super strong view in a, in a really tough, obviously, really tough race. Fair. Um, Dan, do you have a super strong view for us? I'm struggling to square the fact we're all going to put up British horses here, which yeah. Yeah. <laughs> feels counterintuitive, doesn't it? When you consider, I know Hendo's won it a couple of times recently, called the Cops, did he win it once? And... Five times since 2010, old Hendo. Yeah, it's basically, it's like the champion hurdle. It's Hendo on the beaches at Dunkirk trying to resist the <laughs> resist the foreign raid. He's only him there, like pushing him away. I don't, I don't think you'd want Hendo upsides <laughs> on the battlefield, would you? You'd rather have, you'd rather have Nicholas. Yeah, we're, not, have we're, Nicholas. Not, we're not fighting today. We're not happy with the sand. <laughs> He's about 70 odd. He might have been quite handy when he was 20, kid. Come on, give him a <laughs> There may well be military background. <laughs> it'd be very it'd be very conservative on the battlefield <laughs> it'd be very slow on the trigger that, 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 that sounds a bit dry let's uh, uh right okay go down go go down uh, yeah i didn't i say i didn't think i'd tip a british horse necessarily i didn't think i'd tip a horse who's come from kelso uh but tony's done it and i i'm going for another race that ran on that oh. saturday and i thought nelson a uh, massive prize showed more than enough when he was fairly strong in the betting in that Santos Blue race. I mean, said at the time, he's a seriously well-handicapped horse. And Nelson was going about as well as him when he came down at the third last. It was a pretty nasty fall, but I think he's on a good mark. He was fourth in the grade one novice at Aintree last season. He beat North Lodge prior to that on soft ground. He's going to get conditions in his favour. And if he wins, I might even dust off a little impression of Nicky Richards. That'd be very nice, wouldn't it? Um, not your best, what? actually. That's not your best. <laughs> what part of Holland is Nicky Richards? He's one of the, the Dutch guys. Of, um... <laughs> move on, move on. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, and uh, one more. I'm going to give good risk no. at all a strong mention as well, because I think he's still a well-handicapped star. Sorry, I've lost, my, lost the plot this morning. I thought you were going to do one more impression. <laughs> no, I'm gone now. Okay, fine. We are moving on, please. I've got completely out of control. Betfair marries next year, and he won't be happy about this. At 3.30, this 
is the Queen Mother champion, Chase. I'm so rev for this as well. God, Wednesday's a great day. Edward Stone, Energumine, Editor Jajit, taking each other on. Edward Stone, 6-4. to Energumine, 13-8. to Editor Jajit, 5-1. to Nube Negra in there at 16s. Captain Guinness for Rachel Blackmore. That was the charity bet on our preview show. And she said not to forget about him. He's now 20-1. to Grenatine, 22s. And Funambul Sabola at 33s as the outsider. Kev Blake. Take it away, please. Tell me Edward Stone wins this. He's my banker. Yeah, look, I think he wins. Um, the, the juice has steadily come out of the price a little bit, but look, I think he wins. He, he was the best horse in the Clarence House. Um, circumstances conspired against him. He ran massive. Um, you know, his preparation hasn't been smooth. I think he was lame after this, but um, the, the more recent vibes are good. Um, we have a we have a wonderful lady on the ITV team called Liz who who rides out at Alan King's and uh, she, she was passing on uh, good bullish vibes um last night so look hopefully i think i think it's going to be a fantastic race can't wait to see it the tactical changes that come about from the clarence house how everyone adjusts is going to be really interesting but look the bottom line as it always should be is what's the best horse and i think edward stone is the best horse in this race and hopefully he shows it on wednesday i concur those thoughts uh do you dan barber yeah, I thought people say a founding member of a fan club, but I reckon I'd be a contender for it because I've been in love with him pretty much ever since he had his attentions turned back to chasing. Um, I'm not going to go in again. I'm on the horse a couple of times, anti-post, and the absence of gentleman to me hasn't exactly enhanced his claims, I don't think, even though he's shortened further still because it does remove one potential spoiler from editor Dajit going out and doing what he pleases in front again. But maybe Funambul Sivala will be ridden as he was at Newbury. He just shot off. And that's the hope. And maybe en- Energamine will decide that they're going to have a tactical change as well. I just think it sets up very well for Edward Stone. I think he is a champion chaser in waiting. And tomorrow's his chance to prove it. Anything away from the favourite, TC? Uh, yeah, I've been chipping away Grenatine each way at 25s and 33s in the last couple of weeks. and But... I think I fear the ground has gone against him, but we've got a drying 24 hours uh, from here on in. So, you know, maybe we might get back to good to soft, which would, would be all right. But yeah, it's win only now. I look at the exchange and I just think it's a very accurate summary of the race. But yeah, I, I play Grenatine each way. I hope the ground dries out and I hope he finishes in the first three, but I've got no real opinion at the current prices, even on the inflated prices on the exchange. Okay, am I right in saying, TC, that you also wouldn't have a massive opinion in the cross-country chase where Delta Work is the 11-10 to 10 favourite, taking on Galvin at 2-1, to 1, Franco Deport at 8, and then a horse who's done, or nearly did you a big favour, Snow Leopard S at 14-1. to 1. Any view in this, TC? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it up as a view, uh, but I've literally had 20 quid each way at 25, snow, uh, four places, Snow Leopard S this morning, uh, and that's going to be my a very minor investment, and it's so minor... I can't put over as a tip. So, yeah, that's my interest in the race. Okay, nice. That's fine by us. Um, Kev, over to you here. Obviously, a lot of ground discussion in regards to this race. One's going to suit Delta Work, the other way, and won't suit Galvin, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, how do you see it playing out? Yeah, look, I was with Galvin. I was quite bullish on Galvin all the way through. The rain has thrown a small bit of a spanner in the works. But look, the, the cross-country course isn't the same as the, as the main mm-hmm. track. Well um, you know, they have watered it a bit. Um, but uh, I'd say wait and see, hold fire until we get a better look at this track because um, there's a chance it could still be you know much closer to go to soft than the rest of the track. 
And if that was the case, I'd still be very much with Galvin. Um, like big, big chat about him. Like his schooling has seemingly been excellent. Um, we would always have said traditionally that it's very tough to win this race on your cross-country debut. But, you know, Delta Work showed that, as, as a great man once said, Vanessa, it can be done. And um, Galvin is a high, high-class horse. You know, he's still in the top 10 rated chasers in Ireland, you know. Mm. And, um, yeah, I, I, I could see him winning and winning well, um, provided the ground is more like good to soft. Okay, praying for good for soft if you're a Galvin backer then. Um, and Dan, do you have a strong view in the cross country? Not a strong view. Sportsbook still three places. I don't know if that's going to change. If it's only three places, I probably would sit out. The likely types you might look for at massive prices to sneak into third would be maybe Diesel Dallier, who's got loads of course form, and Plan of Attack, who likewise has run well here before and was in the frame in the race last year. But it's for win purposes, it's essentially a case of Gordon's got it sewn up, and which one turns up on the day? What I will say, okay. about well, no. what I will say about the places quickly, Vanessa. Just keep an eye on those because the sports book do get more generous as the race approaches. Like for example, the Supreme today, uh, they are they've changed from three to four places on Monday night. Okay. Keep an eye. Okay, good to keep an eye out. Let's move on to the 450. It's the Johnny Henderson Grand Annual. And I absolutely hate this race, Dan. We will start with you. Uh, Andy Dufresne is 9-2 to two for the Grand oh, Annual. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? Bingo! <laughs> You've done a dinner. It wasn't Bingo. even deliberate. <laughs> <laughs> Not even deliberate. <laughs> uh, he's at the top of the market. This podcast. Come on. At nine to two, fine lord is in there at nine to two. Dino Blue at five to one. Course of line tens. Dad's lad tens. Third time lucky tens. Oh, I hate this race, Dan. You can take it. I honestly can't have it. This is Matt, the race I stuck out. I'm going to add a new one in time. I'm going to go for Andy Dufresne as a nice, nice, like it as a for, F F R. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, he is really interesting, isn't he? Um, and he's a similar price to Dino Blue for this or Dino Blue for the same owner group. But these mares in big handicap chase, I'm just, I just think that's an instant turn off. So few of them are equipped. How many mares win handicap chases at the Cheltenham Festival? They are so few and far between. Um, it's going to be a stronger run race. We've got Global Citizen going back for another go, and it was Global Citizen who fended off Andy Dufresne, but. I think he's a knocking each way, but six places, fifth of the odds. It's very thievy, but how are six going to beat him? He'll tank. He's clearly, I mean, I hate saying he's been laid out for the race. It applies to 95% of the runners, but um, I mean, he's he's going to tank through the race for a long way. And I think that class edge that he's got on so many of these will just get him an awful long way. If a global citizen revives again, and he can't get past him, so what? You're not going to do too much damage at 92 each way, fifth the odds. Okay, well, Kev, you love a bit of a class edge and a handicap. Does the same rules apply here? No, I love a class dropper in, in these handicap chases. Um, the, you know, the ones that, that have fallen down the, the handicap due to uh, the British train ones that have been very generously treated. Um, look, uh, I, I want to be with English horses all week in the handicap chases. Uh, Rouge Viff was my fancy for this. He got balloted out. Um, so at least you get your money back, lads. <laughs> um, but the Global Citizen sneaked in. Um, and look, everyone knows the crack with him, a little bit like Andy Dufresne. Um, he's been laid out for this race. He was laid out for it last year. Um, incredibly generous handicapping um, to to lash him down the down the down the ratings with him without him even running over fences when <laughs> running over hurdles. Um, and he won well, like he was well on top of Andy Dufresne, who who I recall 
correct. I was very much against the Irish horses last season as well. And I distinctly remember just how unbelievably strong he was in the in, in the betting. Um, like it was like oddly strong for a horse with his profile. Like he was really expected and he ran a belter like he was the best of the Irish by, by half a furlong. And uh, he just bumped into one. Also, it was five to one for a champion chase was third or fourth, wasn't he? Editor de G. Yeah. Yeah, it's like um, it was it was a big effort and Global Citizen, he's been treated well again. I think Andy the Frame's three pounds better off for three lengths. That, that's fair enough. But look, Global Citizen is a big price. You know, he's 20 to one. Um, he's got the right run style for this race. You want something that's going to be up there. Um, the rain that has come will, will very much be a help to him. And he's and a difference that, that I feel like this time last year, like Ben Pauling was only going OK. And he's um, he's changed yards to the golf course and everything is winning. Like they're absolutely booming. And, the um, golf well, that's what it is. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm just laughing. Uh, and yeah, like I, I think it's a very fair price. If people are going to latch on, you know, you're once. A, I know it's a cliche, but God, you're you're once a year punters now will be will be into him, won't they? He's not going to go off twenty to one, surely. He's currently 16s on the sports book. Yeah, he, he won't go. He won't go off that price, will he? People uh, love festival form, etc. He, he's going to go off shorter. A tiny bit of addition to that. Uh, I did I don't... hear Ben Pauling saying very quickly that the horse lost bags of weight when he went to America and it backfired badly. And to all intents and purposes, he was just having a run for fitness in the Kingwell and they were happy with him. Okay, good info. Thank you very much. TC, I'm fully expecting you to take a massive swing in this crap race. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting, I'm just, because of the name of the race, I'm still getting visions of Kevin pushing at Nicky Henderson towards a panzer tank. So, uh, uh, <laughs> just fire, Nicky, fire! Behind a rock because it's a Johnny Henderson um, Grand Annual, and that's um, Nicky's dad. And apparently he yeah. was a premier soldier, actually, in the, in the Second World War. So, nap yes, landed. Yes, does not. <laughs> Team Hendo. Yeah. What do you mean, nap landed? I Anybody just knew he'd have a military background. All right, okay. What's wrong with that? TC, come on. All right, sorry, sorry. Um, Right, the the answer to your question is yes. The horse in question is Malistic. The horse in question is 40s. And the horse in uh, question has got six places in the sports book. Put that all together. Best prices available in the marketplace. Very progressive horse. Beat um, two starts go, beat Santa Gale, who was the mover for this race before a no-show on Monday. Um, went and run as well as he's ever done when last of four um, in uh, Newbury last time, the grade two, uh, game spirit, the Betfair game spirit. Uh, yeah, I just think he's he's been he's very progressive profile. One poor run here in November, quickly um, forgiven because he scoped very, very badly afterwards. He's got a really progressive profile. He's ground versatile. I think he's still on the up. And because he's a Peter Niven type horse, very unsexy. Um, you know, put that profile with a, another trainer and he'd be 12s, 14s. I really like Great six places. Okay, 40 to 1. I knew Tony was going to take a swing with something like that. Oh, we go to the final orders win only anti-post as well, but on the exchange, but nothing major. Okay, on we go to the bumper. Um, uh, TC, you surprised many people on our preview show by announcing that you've actually fancy one and has had a bet in the bumper. Yeah. Uh, is it? Are you are you still with your horse? Please reiterate your point in this. Yeah, a like, dream to share. Sorry, sorry, is seventeen to two. Top of the market. Factor five, fours. It's for me. Fives. Fun, fun, fun. Eights. Better days ahead. Twelves. Go to easy. Like with like with kind of like ninety percent of uh, anti post punters. I, I wish I'd have waited to the day because you get bigger prices on the exchange and without the without a heartache of non runners along the way. 
Uh, yeah, in Canto Bruno, I backed that um, 12s, 14s and 16s each way he post. Wasn't expecting 24 to rock up. Wasn't expecting Willie Mullins to have 10 of them. Wasn't expecting <laughs> 23 of the 24 in the field to, to have won a race. I mean, it's just like I've just... And, and also the ground's probably gone against Encanto Bruno. So all things considered, I should stick to not betting on bumper races, especially at post. But if the ground's not too bad, Encanto Bruno is going to be 20 to 1 plus on the day. I probably will press up a little bit, but it will be a smidgen of a bet. Yeah, we don't talk about Bruno effectively. That's what you're saying. If you're not an Encanto fan, it's a Disney film. You don't know what that means. I bet some I, of the viewers will know. It's fallen on deaf ears, but Kevin seems to know what you're talking about. No, no idea. Yes. No, he's got no idea. Typical. You absolute Dan, plebs. Dan's so, Dan's so sharp with his humour that it's half the time it goes over our not. head. I, I, uh, I'm Kev, a team player. Kev, I laugh at everything. <laughs> yeah, nicely well, done. Well, every, Kev, bit of, every bit of humour goes over his head, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Last person Kev. to know it's raining at Cheltenham this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bump, bump, bumper, Vanessa, I don't have a strong view. Um, a dream to share. I don't think the rain's ideal. Um, you know, flatbread horse wouldn't want the race. I'd say he'll handle it just fine. Like he's a half brother to raise you, who absolutely loves soft ground, but it just might put a bit more emphasis on salmon than ideal. But look, I'm sticking with him. I want him to win. Bad Blake and a sentimental shout now for John Kylie, mm-hmm. Brian Gleason, John Gleason. It'd be absolutely magic. Um, so yeah, a dream to share um for me, but um don't don't take that as a serious bit of betting advice. That's more sentimental than anything. Okay, Dan, finally, do you have a serious piece of betting advice for us in the well, last- I'm- I mentioned the the Fred Winter statute of limitations having expired. I'm not sure one was set up. I don't think I have backed the race in this winner of this race, and probably the closest that came was that disgraceful Stewart's decision with Pizarro and Rhinestone Cowboy. Ooh. I think everybody thinks oh. of that, don't they? That was about um, twenty years ago now. Yeah, it? don't. That's, there's, there's, there's a, a cowboy grim. riding into town. What a <laughs> <Yeah>. commentary. <laughs> um, but I, the, of, of the, all the vids I've seen, the one that has impressed me most is predictably trained by Mullins and he's owned by Swedenmanir. And it was it's for me. I thought he looked a real powerhouse. And I'm surprised more hasn't been made of the fact that Townend is riding him. I thought he'd be close to a dream to share in the market. I just thought it was very impressive. But there's loads of impressive winners in this race who come and stuck. And we saw it with Redemption Day last year when I was strong on him. He just blew out on terrible ground before showing his true worth at Punchestown next time. So no strong view, but he, I thought it was extremely impressive on his debut. Okay. It's naps time, guys, to wrap up Go the on. show. We've rattled through this. Go on then, Kev, take it away. What's your nap of day two? Yeah, Gaelic warrior, and he's going to win so well, Vanessa, that he'll have veered off to the right, and Patrick Bonnes will be nice and close to the crowd to blow a few kisses and give you a little wave. God, I, lo- I love this positivity around Gaelic Warrior. Wonderful from you, Kev. Rarely hear I'd, I'd, I'd win on, one. Vanessa. I'd win on. <laughs> Holy hell. Wowie. Okay, here we go. Um, uh, TC, you can go next. What's your nap, please? Um, at the prices, adamantly chosen. <sighs> oh, yes. Adamantly chosen. Okay, thank you. And what about you, Dan? The best betting race might be dutching those two in the Supreme as far in, in the Ballymore as far as I'm concerned. But I'm gonna go with the horse whose pronunciation with order cracker, Andy Dufresne, 450 Cheltenham Grand Annual. Go on, Dufresne. Okay, come on the Dufresne. Love it. Here for it. <laughs> and of course, I have been doing this show for God knows how long, loads of them under the belt. And what have I forgotten? 
bet 10 get 10 have a 10 pound bet on racing multiples get a free 10 pound bet on racing multiples do not forget that offer this is the time to get stuck in to racing multiples with betfair and you get that lovely bet 10 get 10 offer for now thank you very much boys oh i was in trouble yesterday for not giving my day one nap so my day two nap very unoriginally is edward stone all aboard choo choo as my tuesday naps a non-runner i'm going to go with marla mission in the last Okay, but okay, you're allowed that. I'm getting the nod from Betfair Barry here. <laughs> right, on that note, we are saying goodbye. Everyone, have a good day. Enjoy day one of Cheltenham. Enjoy day two of Cheltenham because you'll be listening to this on your way in. Have a good one. Good luck. Gamble responsibly. That was Racing Any Better from Cheltenham. <laughs>